0: Welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm your host Evan. Usually I'm joined by my co-host trip, but today I've got Andrew on. We're gonna be doing a lot of work together uh, coming up here and I'm just glad if you don't follow Andrew you can find him on social media uh, let's talk He just let's talk Minnesota as well a website Andrew, how's it going? doing well, my man. how are you? I'm good. It's good to have you on uh we've we've obviously talked quite a bit uh, over the last days just about the timberwolves and kind of like where we're going from here how things have, have really evolved for the timberwolves and and honestly we've talked about the inconsistencies that this team has had the team is showing us that they they they're not a bad team but they're not one of those you know teams that you consider a a really good team and what i mean by that is a team that can win in close games pull out uh when they need to uh, keep the lead when they need to as well. And and you're seeing that on full display this season, considering the Minnesota Timberwolves are one of the teams that are 500 in the NBA. Uh, the Timberwolves had a pretty, pretty close game last night. It went to double overtime against the Chicago Bulls. Um, what did you think of the game last night, man?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the Wolves are rolling. Anthony Edwards knocks down his first couple of shots. He looks like he's about to drop another 30 point game. Goes down, unfortunately, with the injury. Obviously, I think the Wolves win that game with Anthony Edwards or even, like we were talking beforehand, like even just Cat on the floor. I think that changes a lot. They took a Chicago Bulls team who was having a down year, but they still have a lot of talented players they have been playing a little bit better since the Patrick Beverly trade. I mean, they took that team to double overtime with guys who can create their own shots like DeMar, like Zach Levine, mm-hmm. and the Wolves are rolling out there, you know, with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, late in the Overtime, Jaden McDaniels. Obviously, these are like good players, but I don't consider any of them, you know, as your go-to creator like Zach or DeMar there. So I thought it was really impressive that even though they lost Ant, they still rallied and found a way to go to double OT. Obviously, you want the win, but given the circumstances of all the players that are out right now, it's still pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, and you speak of guys who can get their own like DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, and you know, DeMar DeRozan last night had 21 um, of his season-high 49 points in the fourth quarter and overtime. And then you had Zach Levine on the other end. Uh, Zach Levine had 21 of his 39 points in fourth quarter and OT. So you really see that those guys could come in as offensive talents for their team when they needed it the most. And the Timberwolves last night, even though they got contributes – Uh, from you know jayden mcdaniels like you said guys mike conley stepped up i thought he had probably his best game in a timberwolves uniform Uh, but it's just not enough firepower at the end of the game when you really need something and ultimately the timberwolves uh, made a few too many mistakes it cost them the game they couldn't hit the free throws like you said Um, free throws huge the game goes If the game goes to overtime, uh, it probably doesn't go to overtime if you hit your free throws. And the Timberwolves have really struggled with free throws since going back into early February. And the team is down at like a 70% clip as a team. I mean, they're one of the worst in the NBA right now, shooting free throw-wise since early February. Um, But anyway, everybody here listening, Andrew, is, is really curious about the Anthony Edwards injury. I tweeted about it last night. Um, said, my heart <laughs> shattered when I saw the video of it because in the video, and you hear him scream. That's the part I think that like every fan's heart stopped, including mine, is you hear the scream from him when he goes down. Uh, what, what did you think when you first saw, like what was your initial reaction? And, and now what we're hearing, what we know about it, uh, what are you hearing about the Anthony Edwards injury?
1: Yeah, initially, I think we all kind of was like, he's in pain. But more than likely, he's going to bounce back. He's going to be back in a couple of plays. Similar to what we see a lot of the times with Anthony Edwards. But it did kind of also feel a little different. Like, it even like had like some of that uh, – it felt like that game against the Bucs where he was on the ground for five minutes or whatever, just in a lot of pain. And then he came back. But you're like, okay, maybe it's one of those things again. Unfortunately, it's not. Everything that's showing right now, it looks like he's going to be – I mean, Darren Wilson said he's going to be out a couple. It looks like it's going to be likely a couple games. Chris Hines said that he's going to get some further testing done tomorrow, meaning on Sunday. I think that's more precautionary. I don't think they put the questionable tag if they thought that he's actually had something like super serious and that this test is going to confirm that. So I think that's at least on a positive note that he is questionable for the game against the Raptors. I don't think he'll play, but then again, it's Anthony Edwards. He's shown us time and time that even though he's been ruled out for a game, he still somehow always comes back in.
0: Yeah, um, he definitely is considered an iron man, some guy that we really depend on and, and that we really need at this point. I mean, he's burdened. The burden that's been on Ant is, is, is crazy. I mean, you're asking a 21 year old kid to really carry the team by himself, almost by himself, while you're all NBA talent. Carlton Towns has been hurt all year. A kid uh, who is still trying to just learn, as we saw from those comments he made before the season, uh, you know, those negative comments in the LGBT community. uh, You know, a guy who is learning how to be a star, to be under the spotlight, learning, you know, everything that I do, everything I say is going to be taken. uh, And and I'm watched under microscope. I'm the leader. And and all these things, there's so much on his table, pushing to make an all-star team just you know the fact that he didn't really get a break during the all-star season or i mean the all-star break he he spent all that time you know in front of the cameras and getting interviews and going to this and that and waking up and having to do this and hang out with the the team and and i feel like he didn't really get a break and there's just so much that's been on this kid's plate and now he got he, he's got an injury, right he's he's one of the league leaders in minutes as well and so he's done everything he can possibly do um like you said, I hope it's nothing serious. I'm seeing the same things via those guys on Twitter. Um, and you can only hope that it's the fact that they listed him as questionable. Like you said, that's that's a really good sign. Hopefully, if you're a Timberwolves fan, um, I, I think they – I tweeted out yesterday. I think they absolutely free fall without, without Anthony Edwards. I think they could potentially – Fall out of the plan if they don't have Anthony Edwards or Carlton Towns, I think they fall out of the plan. But Cat, the return of Cat is on the horizon. That's something I kind of want to talk about next with you, Andrew. We're hearing things about Carlton Towns being close over the last, you know, week two weeks here. Uh, hopefully, he's returning soon. Uh, what do you think? Like, if you were going to estimate it, when do you think Carlton Town will return?
1: Yeah. Well, I kind of thought it was funny the update the public release thing it almost felt like they wrote it up like two weeks ago and then just forgot to send it and then because you saw john krasinski tweet out that he's doing uh the get in shape league and then Uh like that same day they post like he's ramping up we'll have further updates in a couple weeks it was just kind of like but we know that he's doing five on whatever like the stay in shape stuff so i kind of just felt like they forgot to hit the send button obviously that's not true but he should be back coming up soon. I kind of thought that a couple of weeks ago, my guest date was March 22nd against the Atlanta Hawks. I thought that that would be a good time to kind of bring him back just because it wasn't too soon. It wasn't on the road, and it was that first game kind of back at home. So I thought that would be a perfect time in like two weeks. But, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's really coming up here. I would guess we see him within the next – five games at the most that kind of feels like a safe bet considering i mean the wolves have played a lot of games so it's not like five games like they have a lot of days off i mean except for there is a uh, stretch here they play the warriors the kings and the Suns between the 26th and 29th yeah but they do have a lot of days off it feels like more than most teams now after the hawks game they don't play again until the 26th so they only have I mean, three games in the next, like, week or so. Or I guess that doesn't really – they have a lot of games off is what I'm trying to say, I guess. So, yeah. five games doesn't really feel like a whole lot.
0: Yeah, I think um, Carl definitely returns it and around that timeline too. I thought initially – I thought he was going to return tonight against the Raptors. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, I also had a feeling that it was going to be early this coming week. You know, we'll see. Uh, but – I just think you're probably spot on at this point. It's probably going to be Atlanta um, or it's going to be, you know, a few games after that, just because we're not seeing too many things. Uh, I'm wondering, do you think Carl Anthony Towns returns sooner? Now that Anthony Edwards is out, do they move it up or do they still just kind of have it at the same time frame?
1: I kind of think it'll be the same time frame, just because they've, Obviously felt zero pressure to rush him back, even though there's a couple of games where they slip and there's some nights where you're thinking one or two games, you slip here and you're out of the playing already. So I don't know if this is necessarily them going to be trying to push it. Like I said before, they play the Hawks on the 22nd. They don't play the Warriors until the 26th. So it's kind of a Wednesday to Sunday thing. So even if he doesn't play on that Wednesday, you're looking at like a half a week off still before then he gets an opportunity to play. I think they'll take their time with it. They don't want to rush it. Kind of rushing a seven-footer with a calf strain could be devastating, could make this even worse, especially if Ant misses more time. So I think they'll just take their time like they've done all season.
0: Yeah, I think I have a lot of questions for the medical staff in the Minnesota Timberwolves with the whole hiding the Carlton Towns thing, all this weird stuff that's gone on. The relationship seems really bad between Carlton Towns and the medical staff. And then on top of that, now Anthony Edwards is hurt, and that makes me nervous because then it's like, is he actually – like, when he says – when they say questionable, it makes me be like, oh, like, he, he could return in the next week or so. But then I'm like, well, it is it is the Wolf's medical staff, so, like, who knows what's really going on um, and, and and all these things. And Carl Anthony Towns, speaking of this, just tweeted out – I've just put out a tweet. Go to, Go on Twitter and look at it real quick, Andrew – it says, yeah. me wanting to get cleared to play, dot, dot, dot. Let the kid do what he loves with a basketball emoji. And the picture <laughs> is a lion. Uh, I assume that's supposed to be him as cat, you know. And then yeah. he's trapped in a cage. So it looks like Carl Anthony Towns himself is, is coming out right now and saying, I want to play and I'm tired of not being able to do what I want to do. And he feels like he's trapped in prison. And I can only assume his relationship, that is enough said of what he thinks of the Timberwolves medical staff.
1: Yeah, it's, I feel for him. Obviously, I want to see him play at the same time. So it's tough because obviously we don't know behind closed doors what the medical staff is saying. But sometimes I kind of appreciate the medical staff doing this sort of thing, because I know the players are, want to play through injuries. They want to keep playing, and they're emotionally invested into this game because they love it. They want to be out there. They want to be with their teammates. But sometimes that could have a negative impact on their body in the long run, and I so obviously you want to see them out there competing, but maybe the medical staff is preventing him from something serious. But on the other hand, you never know. I, I, I just find it hard to believe that the medical staff is purposely trying to keep him out of not playing,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough. To, it's tough to say, but there's definitely the way that they handled it. I've got a lot of questions and sure. skepticisms from them, and I'm wondering if there there's going to be front office or office front office changes, I should say, in the medical staff this off season, just from the way that it's all been handled. Uh, we will see, because the last thing you want is your guy that you just signed on a supermax uh, franchise player, kind of the the leader per se. Uh, as you thought before the season, really getting frustrated over, you know, something that could just be changed and solved. But anyway, um, who now with Carl Anthony Towns, like, let's let's just assume, like you said, he doesn't come back for, you know, three, four games here or so. And and Anthony Edwards will probably be out, you know, a couple, couple games as well here. What are we thinking as in who is going to have to step up for this team to really hang with teams offensively? Because tonight they face the Raptors, a very good team. Um, They beat them earlier in the year, but like the Raptors are very good and they have a lot of firepower, a lot of lengthy defenders. And then they're also playing New York on Monday, who is one of the toughest teams to play right now, playing very well. How do you keep up with those guys? Who's got to step up in your eyes?
1: Yeah. This helps that they're playing a Raptors team who is struggling to score offensively as of late. Uh, they're one of the tier teams in that category. The talent they do. I, I think they're going the to hang their hat on defense like they have been doing all season. It's a little too much to ask Mike Conley to do what he did last night against the Bulls. Where Mike can step up. involved. I think we can see multiple 20-point nights from him just getting easy baskets. He's obviously going to have to start, you know, cashing in on those free throws like he was earlier in the season, but I think they really need to heavily lean in on Jada McDaniels. This could be a perfect opportunity for him to kind of develop this offensive game. We know, it, but he hasn't really been given the keys to do it yet. He's fully ready yet? I think he will be one day, but obviously hasn't been given that opportunities much with Carl there with, you know, D'Angelo Russell there for a while, Anthony Edwards. So I think it's a perfect time. And even like in that overtime, I really wanted to see them run plays for him, have him bring up the ball a little bit. His handle has gotten really good. He's done really well at finding Rudy Gobert this season, especially as of late. So I kind of really mm-hmm. want to see him shoulder the offensive load. And I think he can.
0: Yeah, I think he can too. Like you said, um, going back going back to what you said about Rudy Gobert, I think – Rudy's got to make his free throws. I think the team, if they want to hang with teams, they got to hit their free throws. That's just got to be a team thing. I mean, it's been hurting them for so long, and and those little things are gonna add up, and they're gonna keep you in the game. Before we hit our free throws, we win the game. But now it's without that scoring punch, you might need to make the free throws just to, to have that chance to go to overtime, have the chance to have it just be a one point game instead of before. I felt like it was if we make our free throws. And so what we'll we'll really see, I think uh, Dane Moore put something out about that he believes Rudy Gobert and Nas Reed will play tonight because um, Garza is not going to be playing or he's not going to dress. And Nas Reed is somebody who has scoring punch. Do you think Nas Reed could be big in these next two or three games?
1: Yeah, and I think he has to be. Kind of just talking about, just really quick, because I was just looking at it, in the last 10 games, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Toronto Raptors, both their offensive rating and defensive rating is separated by 0.2 and 0.3, so very similar teams right now, kind uh-huh. of, with the offensive and defensive punch, but as of now Reed, read, if he doesn't play against Jakub Pertle tonight, I think they'll try and stagnant that kind of matchup there. I think he should be fine, because his, his biggest ability is playing against Centers who are kind of the smaller end, they're not trying to match them up against, you know, like a Joel and B. We saw how he kind of gets overpowered there. So, as long as they can kind of find those matchups against the smaller centers or really hone in on that matchup, I think they'll be fine.
0: I think I'm pretty nervous. I would say uh, one of my biggest concerns would be can Jaden McDaniels stay out of foul trouble over these next handful of games? Is I think if you lose Jaden McDaniels, man, I just don't know. I don't know how they do it, man. I don't know how they can pull through the games.
1: Yeah, and against the Raptors, it's a bunch of, obviously, 6'8 wings. Against the Knicks, I don't know how they're going to match up there. Are they going to put McDaniels on Julius Randle? I don't necessarily love that matchup just because I think Jaden McDaniels will find himself in foul trouble. I think he can Uh guard Julius Randle, but Julius Randle plays such a physical game He gets to the line a lot, so I don't know if that's the best matchup for them because they need him on the floor.
0: If you were Chris Finch, would you put a guy like Torian Prince on Julius Randle to kind of counter that?
1: Yeah, potentially, and I think Kyle Anderson could as well. I think because Julius Randle's not necessarily – he's got athleticism, but he's not going to just burst past you like like what they did with last night against – they had Kyle Anderson for the most part on DeMar DeRozan. And I thought that was good because DeMar is not, he's still athletic. He's still, for the most part, he's trying to get to that mid-range. And that's kind of Julius Randle's game too, is just trying to find his spots. So I think I'd more so probably put Kyle Anderson on and Julius Randle there. But at the same time, I don't hate the idea of touring Prince.
0: Yeah, the the matchup's going to be tough and, and in both games. And and you know that, you know, you're on the road. They did the Wolves went to double overtime and they had to fly and play in Toronto. That's, that's tough. That's as tough as yeah. it gets. This is going to be a real test. I know everybody's heard the, the whole phrase of this is going to be the toughest game or this is going to be the toughest part of the schedule. Well, it really is going to be the toughest part of the schedule because the fact that you're getting out of a double overtime, you have to play in Toronto. Then the fact you have to play the Knicks uh, on Monday that's the total of three games in, you know, a matter of, uh, of just that weekend. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I think it's a real, real hard burden on the team. And it's going to be, I think if they can respond tonight and they could pull a win, I think it's bigger than people realize for the team. They let one slip away in Chicago, but if they can come together and believe as a team that we can do this and we can step up, Without Anthony Edwards, and we could hold down the fort without Carlton Towns. I think you could see guys. I think this is where I would roll the dice and say there's a chance that this is this little stretch is where you and I, Andrew, could come back and say this is where Jaden McDaniels has find like really took off and ascended into a level of where. I believe that they can become, which is eventually being a duo, Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, kind of like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown in, in Boston.
1: Yeah, 100%. And we kind of looked at – we kind of – you could say the same thing about when Cat went down. It sucked, but you're seeing, you now Rudy Gobert and, like, all these other players are stepping up. Where now, like, when you reinsert Carl Anthony Towns into the lineup, maybe it is a little bit easier now that Cat can see things from afar and this team is finding other ways from other people to – you know, provide that offensive scoring punch or whatever. So I think we could look back and be like, "Hey, like that time sucked losing Anthony Edwards, but it also kind of fast tracked Jay McDaniel's scoring output."
0: I think, um, you know, I I personally think I always am going to try to look at the optimistic side about certain things as much as I may throw out a negative tweet here and there, and as much as I, I I might emotionally bash the team at certain times just a problem with feeling, but. I really do believe that the whole thing of Carlton Towns being out will be a positive thing eventually for the team in the fact that I think Rudy is playing the best basketball of, in his Timberwolves career. I think ever since the Mike Conley trade went down, Rudy Gobert has been unlocked, and it's on full display, and he looks amazing. He looks like the guy that we traded for. Um, and he's playing at such a high level with Mike Conley that I just I cannot see... Carl Anthony Towns coming back and having the issues that they had with the team in the beginning of the year fit wise, the way that Anthony Edwards took his game to another level with Carl Anthony Towns being out, that also might not have happened with Cap being out and they learned how to really evolve, not be, not always in the timeframe they wanted to, but because almost they had to. And I think that's huge. And I also think Mike Conley is going to play with Carl Anthony Towns better than D'Angelo Russell as weird as that sounds, I could be wrong, but I just think Mike Conley will really help synergize all the guys on the floor, and he's a lot bigger uh, of a piece and, and than we truly thought, Andrew.
1: Oh, 100%. I completely agree with you. Like you said, the Anthony Edwards thing, this leap might not happen with Anthony Edwards. Even look at Kyle Anderson. He's taken such, like, exactly. such big leaps. Like, this has been a... like. It sucks losing Carl. That's a ton of chemistry that you're losing, but it could end up working out in the long run because all these other players are finding out their role. Mike Conley has played with a pick and pop big like Marcus Saul. You see all these different things. Like, I really think that this is going to work a lot better. D'Angelo Russell's in a much better situation in LA. Mike Conley is in a better situation with Rudy Gobert here. I think it's a win win for both sides. And I don't, I'm really excited to see because I do think that. It's going to be a much better stretch, especially the the transition defense. D'Angelo Russell's transition defense was never that great, and we might Conley get back and kind of stop a run down the court. So I think that'll also help in that situation as well.
0: Um, yeah, I think uh, the Timberwolves are one of the teams that if they can have like weather the storm here, um, and they get into a playing game, I think that's probably realistically where we are headed. I don't think. I, I don't think the Timberwolves are going to be able to make a run towards the six seed anymore or higher I agree. Uh, just with the, those injuries. I think that's just, you just, you just can't do it, which isn't anything crazy. I, I do think, however, uh, they're going to, it's going to be very close, whether they make it in the plan or, or they don't. And um, if they make it into the plan, I think if they get those guys back, I, I really do think the Timberwolves, with all those things we talked about, have a chance to be one of the dark horse teams uh, to really make a run in the playoffs at somebody and scare them again, kind of like how they did with Memphis last year. I don't think that they necessarily, like if they have to go up against the one seed, uh, like Denver, I think they give Denver a run for their money. I think they go to game six.
1: Yeah, 100%. If you can steal one at home against Denver, I actually don't hate the matchup against the Nuggets. We see the Wolves. They do not have anyone that can stop Anthony Edwards. And the Nuggets are thirty and six at home this season. They're seventeen and seventeen on the road. If you can steal one of those games, you have a really good chance at maybe taking one or two at home. If you take that series back home.
0: Yeah, and who knows? Maybe the Timberwolves, because they play really good against Denver. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they upset them. And if they upset them, uh, I mean, can you imagine the Timberwolves after what all they went through and then upsetting a one seed, making making a run in the playoffs? That could be that could be just and, crazy. It could be insane. Yeah.
1: And but, Denver's struggling. They lost the they just lost again today to the Knicks. What is that? Now six or five games they've lost in a row. I'm sure they're going to turn it around, but like it's kind of a little bit like hey, like what's going on in Denver here?
0: And th- yeah, exactly. And then if if you end up being uh you know, the 7th seed by some chance, then are you really terrified of playing the Kings in the first round or the Grizzlies? I mean, I'm not I don't know about no, you.
1: I'm not either, especially with Brandon Clark out and all kind of the question marks with the Grizzlies right now as well. The Kings, their offense is really good, but can they stop anyone defensively? Will their fast-paced offense or just their fast-paced nature in general, will that work in the playoffs? It usually slows down. Will that be okay there? And will the lack of experience hurt them?
0: Yeah, I'm one to believe that the Kings matchup would actually be the best for Minnesota due to the fact I think it would be the most competitive series. I also believe that, um, like you said, when the game slows down, like in the playoffs, and becomes really a half-court offense, I think the Kings will actually struggle. And if, and what the Timberwolves play right now is they're, you know, not such an elite offensive team right now, but they're a really, really good yeah. defensive team and really good half-court. And they've became over the last few weeks here, they're they're an elite defensive team. They're not just good anymore. They're like a top ten defensive team ever kind of since Mike Conley's came in. And, and you get guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker too. And so I'm, I'm really, really hopeful that actually the playoffs will benefit the Minnesota Timberwolves roster.
1: Yeah, and defense obviously wins championships. Defense is the hardest thing to kind of figure out in this league. And you're going to be adding a all-NBA offensive just juggernaut in Carl Anthony Towns. And that offense should get a lot better. So you're talking about a team who's already good defensively you're adding one of the best offensive players in the league. It should theoretically turn th- turn things around for the Wolves.
0: Yeah, it's all about a fit thing, and, and we'll see really what happens, see if they can work it out. I have hope they can. Um, but other than that, you got anything else you want to add on, on today's pod, or I think we're going to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, no, I think this is a good way to kind of end it. It's been kind of down the last couple of weeks in Wolves land, so I think this is a good, like, optimistic kind of – this is where they're at. This is what could happen in the future, and uh, I don't know. I'm excited.
0: That's the only thing you can do, man. The only thing you can do as a Wolves fan is really look forward. Remember, we've had seasons where we win 14, 15 games. So to, to even be in this opportunity, as sad as that may sound, we, we have to be thankful. There's still something to look forward to, and, and you've got guys like Anthony Edwards, Jaden, all these guys, Rudy, Carl, under contract for years. The Timberwolves will be okay. You just have to have faith.
1: Yep, you just have to kind of look at it from kind of that lens there. It's not all doom and gloom as it may seem. They do have a bright future still with all, you know, Anthony Edwards, Jay McDaniels, and all these guys under contract.
0: Exactly. Um, But it's been great having you on, Andrew. Uh, Until next time, everybody, go Wolves.